But it's not the same thing. Steph, Draymond, and Clay were openly willing to give KD the last shot. You're going to sit here and tell me that James Harden and Kyrie Irving are doing the same thing? A revolving door goes for $67,000 online, and they were paying Nate Soldier $10 million a year. You know, I always say it's like a fist fight in a phone booth. But what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? I fear no man. I've said this before. If you breathe oxygen, it's fair game. I will come and take you away. I don't fear nothing. For how long do we have to sit here and tell Ben Simmons that he would be the next LeBron if he gets a jump shot until he actually does it? If anybody disagrees with me or anybody else on the show, there's always an open seat here. Ladies and gentlemen, phone booth on Com Radio. Welcome back to Phone Booth on Com Radio. My name is Joe Callahan, and uh, I got Rob Cardini and Grant Sheets with me again. Uh, when we go to the Steelers, they need to gel better. The O-line is very, very young, and they, they there was a two, two to three-week stretch where they were improving each week, and then they kind of had a step-back week against, the, against Seattle, where then you kind of saw they just couldn't run the ball against Seattle, and it caused it to be a close game on Sunday night. But before that, the week before, they were running the ball very well against the Broncos defense that had only allowed, I believe, 60-something yards per game up to that point. And then it's like, oh, the Steelers can run the football. But I want to look at this matchup specifically with the Browns. What do the Browns do well other than run the ball? Nothing. I don't want to hear. They do not defend. They don't defend. The pass rush. Where where has it been, though? Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett Garrett averages more in the last couple of years he averages the most sacks per game per any player ever well i'm saying but as a team defend there was a two-week stretch where they gave up 70 points two weeks i mean and then they played a broncos team that is injured on offense and teddy bridgewater is coming off a concussion so so yeah sure okay good week for them even though denver had to travel on a short week and other than that, their defense really hasn't been all that great. I just don't see how, like, I don't see how people can just say, look at the Steelers and say, oh, nope, they're not going to get it done. Their three losses this season have come to the Packers, the number one seed in the NFC, the Bengals, the number one seed in the AFC, and the five and two Raiders. And yes, the scores of the the Bengals game, they gave up two big plays, just completely took them out of it. Vegas, another big play took them out of it. And I understand that a, a loss is a loss, but it's not that they're just losing the teams and not even putting up a fight. I mean, this is a team that it's it's again, it's a work in progress. I I've said to myself to my friends, other Steelers friends, if they got to 500 at the bye, it was their perfect time for a bye, get healthy and then get off running. They beat the Browns this week, which I think they will. Then they get the Lions and the Bears, two very winnable games. And that's how you start building momentum. That's how the O-line can start gelling together. They just got their right tackle back off of IR, uh, Zach Banner, who is supposed to be a very big piece for them, or they what they plan to be a very good piece. And then I look at the AFC North the rest of the way. 
The Ravens, the injuries are finally catching up to them, and it showed on Sunday against the Bengals. And if it weren't for Justin Tucker's record-breaking field goal, they would have lost to the Lions, and they still should have because there was a missed delay of game which which set up the uh, game-winning field goal. And if it weren't for a Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumble in the Chiefs game, they would have also lost that game. So, sure, again, they still won the game. That's all that matters. But it's a very quick two things that can make the Ravens look a lot worse on their uh, on their record. And then I look at the Browns. I just see they have injuries left and right. I mean, this week, no Denzel Ward. Uh, Clowney's questionable. Odell is questionable. No Donovan Peoples-Jones. And... I think the front runner right now for everybody as a whole is the Bengals to come out the north. But can Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase keep this up the rest of the way? I, I don't I don't think it's sustainable. I just like I never thought the Cardinals were sustainable to just keep running away in its show last night. I the where I diverge from you, and the reason why I'm saying that. Because I, I do agree with you about the Bengals. I do not. I, I think that if they drafted Penny Sewell instead of Jamar Chase, they would have had a more sustainable team. Um, no matter who was at receiver, because Joe Burrow, I believe, is that special. Uh, my my pick is, I I, I I can see where you're having with the with the defense on the uh, at least the back half. I I do believe that the Browns have a really good front seven that can get to the quarterback with four, have really good linebackers, uh coverage linebackers as well. Uh but their secondary has obviously given up way too many points, way too many yards. They blew the Chargers game for them when you're when your team puts up 40 points, 500 yards passing or 500 yards to excuse me total and no turnovers and a loss. That that that's a problem. Um, my thing is, I don't know if the injuries on the Ravens is enough to say that they're not going to win out the division. I, I think that, and, and to put the Steelers on top of them, knowing the struggles that they have and knowing that the struggles that they had in the second half of the season that still haven't been fixed. Cause again, you don't have a running game. Your O line is weak. Your quarterback isn't mobile. As I mean, not, as he was anymore. Um, your receivers are decimated. You you have Claypool, and then Juju Smith-Schuster gets injured. Meanwhile, I I mean, I was on the boat saying Juju Smith-Schuster was overrated. Um, and uh, you're not giving the ball to Najee Harris, which is kind of stupid at this point if your number one receiver is hurt. Um, and your secondary is is middle pack, and the only playmaker that you really have that I can pinpoint. That you're actually using and and actually like utilizing, uh, like de facto because you can't really not use them is uh, who you gave money to in T.J. Watt. I, and when you were saying that the Browns don't do anything better than just run it, what do the Steelers do well other than pass rush? See, that's it right there. I feel like a little bit here, Rob. We're kind of dodging the Steelers' struggles. And we're just looking at the rest of the teams in the AFC North, and we're picking them apart. But that's not the thing here. We're talking about the Steelers. Up next, yeah, Chicago, uh, Chicago, Detroit. Probably two easy wins. But who do you have after that? The Chargers, the Bengals, Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns again, Ravens again. 0-7 right there. 
Absolutely seven. Not. That is that is ridiculous. I see seven that is straight absolutely ridiculous. That is absurd. You I can't, can't believe I you just can heard give that. the man a break. Here, maybe, man. maybe one win. I might give maybe oh one win. The in Vikings? That are you kidding me? The Vikings? The, the Vikings are solid. The Vikings are not a bad team. Like the, we're again the steel. All I'm right, we're to, acting like they're the Lions now. Yeah, exactly. The Titans. The Titans can't defend the for Titan- their life. Did you just see what they did to Patrick Mahomes? Wait, we're last talking. Week? Oh wait, we're gosh, talking after it. the Lions, right? We're talking after the Lions. Chargers, Bengals, okay, Ravens, okay. Vikings. Chargers, Titans. Chargers. It depends. On oh, I think they'll no. lose that no, game no, no, against no, no, no. the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I think they'll lose That's that game. Loss. Then they play the Bengals. I'm gonna just. I think they'll beat the Bengals. They will. They will not okay, go 0-2 okay, okay. against the Bengals in division they play. And that's another reason. That is another reason I think the Steelers have a good chance to come out as the winners of the AFC North. They've only had one division game so far. Yes, it's left, but it's only one. It's still so early in the season. They are a work in progress. On the, the offensive line success will be the reason the Steelers go far. If that offensive line can build momentum each week and get better and better and better, they don't have to be this amazing O-line like the Browns have. They just need to be above average. That's all. Because when you have a running back like Najee Harris, who is third in the league in touches behind Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara, he will get the job done. He will. He's going to catch the ball out of backfield, make plays. He's going to find holes and make big runs out of something that most average running backs can't. If the O line improves on a week to week basis, and then yeah, there's going to be weeks where a good defensive front maybe shows them up a little bit, and that's when the Steelers might. You know, they're probably going to drop. They're not going to win every game here on out. Probably obviously, seven straight. They're, they will not go 0 for 7 in that streak. I can promise you that. And then everyone talking about the Ravens. Well, this defense, if you ask me, it's having a little bit. Of, it needs to gel a little bit more because they lost a guy like Steven Nelson. But they got some good pieces. Lamar has struggled against the Steelers his whole career. He's, I believe, 1-2 and two or 1-1. One and one. And his one win came in overtime against Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, where Juju Smith-Schuster fumbled in overtime, and it set up a long field goal for Justin Tucker. They won the game. Lamar has struggled against the Steelers every time he's played them, and that's another reason. I just I don't think the Ravens are as strong as they are due to injuries. And there's just no possible way that the Steelers will go 0-7 in that stretch. You brought up the Chiefs. You said you brought up your point. Oh, they'll go 0-7. I said, well, the Titans is a, is a winnable game for the Steelers just because their defense can stop the run. They're getting Stephon Tuitt back from IR, which is a big run filler for them. And last year, they did a good job containing Derrick Henry when they played the Titans, and I expect them to do it again because they didn't lose that many pieces in their front seven, and they added Melvin Ingram. He may get traded, but... That's a story for another day right now. And then at the same time, you say, look at what they just did to the Chiefs. So why isn't the Chiefs a winnable game for the Steelers? Because the Steelers' secondary has been playing great this year. You look at their numbers against top receivers, nobody's gone over 100 yards. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Stephon Diggs, they haven't let any of those guys go over 100 yards. Hold on. Before before we continue with this argument, I just want to note that uh, we're, we're approaching – a little bit past the midpoint of the show and before we continue i just want to mention that uh we are we are going to continue to talk about the steelers because we have more to discuss about them uh if you guys want to tune in next week or in weeks to come we will be talking about how the 
only competent team in New York in any sport. The New York Knicks will come out of the East, except not the Nets and not the Bucks. Um, but when we go back to the Steelers, I, I believe that when Lamar was playing them and we look at how storied and completely, to be completely honest with you, how much the defense carried the team last year. And then they they, they kind of opened the rounds when they had the hard schedule that they had in the secondary uh, section of the, of the season. This year, apart from the Bills game, they have not had a game where they have not given up at least 20 points yet. So do you uh, do you believe right now? It, it's just it's just an assumption right now. Do you believe that the defense is still at the level that they were last year? Last year, no. Okay. I definitely think that the defense regressed, but it's not like this major thing. You get this stat here: uh, PFF's uh, ru- uh, run defense grade and pass rush grade. The Steelers are the only team in the NFL top five in both. So yes. There's there's a little bit of regression because you lose a guy like Steven Nelson. There's no Bud Dupree, but Alex Highsmith is filling his role on the edge um, apart from T.J. Watt on opposite sides. They are going to get better each week. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. If he didn't have it with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges, they're not going to have it this year with all the talent they have. That's there's it's not happening, and I not only they're not gonna have a losing season. I still believe that they once again will prove to people why they run the North and they will win it again. Can can you tell me if Big Ben is really significantly better right now than Duck Hodges was a couple of years ago? Whoa, Absolutely, whoa, that whoa. is not oh, even no, an no, argument. I know he was bad. That is not even you, an argument. Absolutely, that is ridiculous. Seven touchdowns to four picks. And all I can imagine right now, no. replaying in my head, no. is the video of him falling down in the middle of the field with nobody near him, throwing the ball right into See, the See, I'm not, I'm not. He's into, not a capable NFL quarterback at this point. Yes, I'm he, not, I'm not into, I'm not into the whole ba- big. I don't think Big Ben is enough to win you the North, but I also don't think that he is not enough to get you close to it. With, with, I'm not saying that there's not a chance. I'm saying it's just not going to happen. And it's not because of Big Ben. A a portion is because of Big Ben. But the reason why I say that, I think the main reason why, because a lot of people can point to Big Ben, a lot of people can point to uh, the the other reason why, the the confusion of the future of next year at the uh, coaching spot, um, and whether or not he's going to say if that's never going to happen. I think that the reason why is because outside of the Raiders, right, outside of the Raiders game, there has not been a time in the seven games that we've played that the Steelers' defense, who we all know as the best last year, the best rushing defense, has not given up less than 96 yards on rushing, and there's only one other game that hasn't gone over 100 and that was the Bengals where they rushed 96 the first time that they played them. So they're banged up. They're ba- I understand, but that's what, like if you're going to say you're going to win the north, if you're going to beat back. the Ravens, you need to stop back? the run. Stefan to it. Yeah, and then they're about to lose Melvin Ingram cuz he wants out. 
He's not even a big rush stopper for them anyway. He's a ro- that, he's a, still a he's guy. a rotation a edge guy. Listen, all I'm saying is if you can't if you can't if you can't defend the Steelers the- know the Steelers know how to run a front seven. Okay, it goes back to the steel curtain, and ever since they know what they need to do with their front seven. Stephon too, it's going to come back, and he's going to help plug up the middle. They they lost their big run stopper in Tyson Alualu. And that was a huge blow to them. But with Tua coming back off the IR, the run defense will get better. They still have, who right now, the best defensive lineman in the NFL in Cameron Hayward. Everyone wants to Aaron talk Donald. about Aaron Donald. No, I'm saying this year. Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett. This year, no, no. This year at this exact moment, no D lineman has played better than Cameron Hayward. If you want to look up PF, I know a lot of people like PFF's number grade. He's the highest graded defensive lineman. And then you pair that with the best edge rusher in the NFL in TJ Watt. The run defense is going to be Fine. Yeah, they're and gonna, you look at you I'm, look they, at again, PFF grades and Daniel Jones is top five. So, <laughs> are you saying Daniel Jones is a top five quarterback because PFF thinks so? See, listen, listen. Back to my Melvin Ingram point. I get that he's not the the best at this point in his career anymore. And I know Toot's a great player. And that Steelers front seven, they plug guys in and out every year. Robert Spillane came in last year. He played a great role after Devin Bush got hurt, and then obviously everything that happened with Shazier a couple years back. But Melvin Ingram being a veteran guy in a veteran locker room. For him to say at this point of the season, when the Steelers are 3-3 three and three and supposedly turning everything around, for him to request a trade, does that not say something about the environment that's going on right now? Absolutely this is a, not. This Absolutely is a team, this is a Steelers team that every year win-now yeah. mentality. This is not a team that's built for, for you know, a, a rebuild at this point in time. And with 17 straight winning seasons, these guys are expected to win now. And Honestly, the way that I'm looking at it right now, with T.J. Watt holding out over the offseason and clearly valuing money above all, this shows that this Steelers team, they, they might have expected something like this. And I, I don't know, I don't know if this not, is going to be the end of it. It's the- not an issue. of. I'm just going to stop you right there. It's not an issue with environment. Tom, Coach Tomlin has that environment set. Joe Hayden talked about that in a press conference the other day after Ooh. Tomlin made his remarks about – uh, the coaching job at USC and how he said he would he would just he would never go to coach college. When how he much has you such believe a that? Good job. If Joe Hayden how said you when you see you a coach that, that uh, it, not it, not the words not it's angered angered by such a question, you want to play for a coach that has nothing to do with environment. So then, Melvin Ingram, Melvin Ingram wants a trade because he's he's mad that he's not getting as much playing time because Alex Highsmith is a younger guy who's playing phenomenal on the edge and when he was hurt and Watt was hurt Ingram was getting more playing time which is that's how the NFL works it's a business well if you love TJ Watt was holding out they were trying to get a contract done and then he said no I'm going to sign it and his agent said no let's hold out and maybe try to get more money no he walked in the Steelers only said I'm signing the contract and that's why he got his money I thought we were going to have more backlash about the coaching thing Grant said before the show that he thought that he was going to take it you're not taking a college job when maybe if you're the coach uh, I mean take Urban Meyer out of it right if you're the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans right now, the you know backup coach for I don't know the Tennessee Titans that looks like never going to get a head coaching job, but on the coaching staff of the Patriots that nobody wants, then maybe I see you taking the USC job. If you're the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the franchise 
who's top three, and I believe if I'm wrong, I don't want to say this without being wrong. I think I'm 100 percent right that they have the most Super Bowls of any of any franchise. Correct? Is that the is yes. that the Packers or is that the Steelers? It's the no, Steelers, they're right? tied with the Patriots. Okay, with six. That's what I thought. Um, so why and if you have never had a losing season, why do you leave? See, listen. Do I think it's likely that Mike Tomlin leaves? Probably not. He's got 17 straight winning seasons, as you said. But is that job maybe even the slightest slightest bit appealing to me? Yeah. As a guy, listen, back to the T.J. Watt point. He held out because he valued the money. And I know his agent, I know his agent said, hey, let's hold out. If T.J. Watt really wanted to come to Pittsburgh that bad and didn't value the money as much, he would have fired his agent, would have came back. You see Melvin Ingram requesting that trade. That's another thing. And you got guys like Micah Fitzpatrick coming back up, Devin Bush. Those are two guys that are going to need contracts soon. If it happens once, it's going to happen again. All right. Unfortunately, we are inching towards the end of the show. I'm going to give Rob, as the fan of the team, since we had our takes, to have about 30, 40 seconds to give his last remarks. I just explained to you, Melvin Ingram is upset about playing time. It doesn't have to do with the culture of the Steelers. T.J. Watt... He, he, his agent. It's not that you would fire your agent because your agent, your agent's trying to do the best oh, for guys you. Have done it before. It's happened before. Yeah, but your agent at the end of the day is trying to do the best for you. But T.J. Watt knows deep down the best for me is to be playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the greatest organization in the NFL. And this team, they're getting better each week. It's going to show on Sunday when they beat the Browns. Everybody, they're going to get their revenge for the playoff loss, and then they're going to go on a run and they're going to win the AFC North. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Phone Booth. Uh, maybe got a little bit heated. Rob might have a headache. Uh, tune in next week when we might or might not talk about the Knicks coming out of the East. Thank you for watching Com Radio's only sports debate show live Fridays at 4.45 to 5.15. Uh, check out the other shows on the, on the network. We got a lot of them. Talk about MLB, other sports, or just, you know, random stuff. We had an arts department. They do a lot over there. Uh, just tune into everything, and then if you want to go listen back to us, again, 445 to 515 on Fridays. Thank you, and have a good day.